When it comes to the avoid of Chaydesh Cheshvan, it's a very confusing Chaydesh. Most months you're either happy or you're sad. Avoid of Tishrei is to be happy. The avoid of El is to be a little more serious. Cheshvan and Nefesh. The avoid of Av is to be a little more sad, broken over the Chorban. And Cheshvan, you're not really sure exactly what to do. There's no avoid specifically to be happy. Nothing specifically to be happy about during Chaydesh Cheshvan. There's no Yom Tevim, there's no Tanesim, there's nothing to be sad about. There's no, it's not a Sarba Teves, there's no Shavasar Betamos, there's no Churban, there's, no, there's nothing to be sad about, but there's, there's nothing to be happy about. And a person's really left trying to figure out, so what am I supposed to be doing during Chaydesh Cheshvan? Elul is very clear, Tishrei is very clear, and it's packed. You know, Pasha don't have a second to breathe. Chazal even tell us even the four days between him, Kippur and Sukkot, a person doesn't even have time to do an Averi, you're so busy. So you're busy and busy and busy and busy, and then everything stops. Simchas Torah stops, and a person gets over Simchas Torah, you finally recuperate, and come into Chaydesh Cheshvan. You're not really sure, you can't really prepare for, Kisle, for, for Hanukkah yet. It's, it's, Hanukkah is not till the end of Kislev, so you, know, you can't start preparing for Hanukkah yet. So, what's the avoid of Chaydesh Cheshvan? What's a person supposed to be working on? What's the person supposed to be doing? What's the person supposed to be thinking about during Chaydesh Cheshvan? What's the avoid of Chaydesh Cheshvan? So, there's a lot to talk about when it comes to Chaydesh Cheshvan, maybe even more than a typical month because it's so, it's so susam and it's so hidden exactly what the Avayda is. But the best place to always try to figure out what the Avayda is in every month is to go back to the Sefer Yitzira. Sefer Yitzira is the first Kabbalah Sefer ever written, since the days of Avramavin or Savan Se'ad all the way from the beginning. And over the year, every single month has its own Akuda. Every month has its own Indian, what the Avayda of the month is. Every month has a Sheva, every month has a letter, every month has a part of a body, every month has, has, a, has a different, different uh, action that's, that's connected to it. Every month has a certain certain uh, mazel that, that's connected to it. Every month is a very specific avayda. So when it comes to the month of Chaydesh Cheshvan, which means that the, the avayda, the, the action of this month is reach, is smell, which maybe we won't talk about today. But the other avayda, the other Indian of Chaydesh, of Chaydesh, Elo, of Chaydesh Cheshvan is the Aysnun. Himlech Aysnun. He was mamlech, which means he made it into a melech, which means Aysnun, that's the ice, which we're all, the whole avayda of Chaydesh Cheshvan revolves around the Aysnun. What, what does that mean? What, what's so special about the Ais Nun? Hey, there's 12 Aises, shoot this, everyone has its own month. But what's the avoid of a Nun? What's this person supposed to be working on when it comes to a Nun? So you know the Gemara in Shabbos tells us that there's two types of Nuns. There's one which is called a Nun, nun Pshuta, and there's a Nun Kfufa. There's a Nun which is the regular Nun, the Nun which you find inside of a letter, inside of a word. It's a typical Nun, which looks like that. The Gemara calls that a Nun Kfufa. It's a Nun which is bent over. It's not straight. It's a Nun which looks like it's standing like that. It looks like a bent over person. And then there's a nun pshuta. Nun pshuta means at the end of a letter, called nun sufis, and the end of nun, depending on which yeshiva you learned in, end of nun means it's the end, it's pasha, it's straight. It's like a vav, a little bit longer. I just had in Sefer Torah the other week. They're trying to figure out if the vav looked like the nun or not, just a straight line. It's a vav, a little longer than a regular vav, is the ice nun. So there's a nun pshuta and a nun kfufa. What's the difference between a nun pshuta and a nun kfufa? So uh, there's an unbelievable term from Nachman. It says the following thing. He's not talking about in this context, talking about something else, but he says an unbelievable Torah. He says, Teku, he says that the ultimate world that we're waiting for is the world of Tikkun. That's what we're waiting for. We're waiting for the world to be Mesukin, the world to be fixed, for everything to be the way it's supposed to be. Not just in terms of Gashmias, that no sick people should be sick and there shouldn't be war and hunger and starvation and everyone should have money, but we're waiting for the real Olam in which everything is the way, exactly the way it's supposed to be. And the whole world to be able to be Makar, the Rabbanishim, that's called the Olam Tikkun. That's the ultimate world that we're waiting for. We know that the world which is not the Olam he says, is called Teku. Teku means that it's Akasha. 
Right? We know in the Gemara, when the Gemara gets to Akasha, the Gemara gets to a part of the Gemara that we don't understand, the Gemara leaves off with Teiko. In Shaitan Swarm already, the Teiko is or Shaitavis Tishbi, Atarits, Kushis, Vibais, which means Teiko is that place where a person doesn't have a Leo Navi in his life. Person hasn't reached that place where Eliyahu Navi is going to be Masakin and figure out all the Kushis Ve'ibais. Eliyahu Navi is going to be Meshav Le'avay Salbanim, which means Klal Yisrael and the Rabbanishim and the Rabbanishim and Klal Yisrael. Teiku means that things aren't figured out. That we have a Kasha. That we, we don't understand something. Gashmias, Ruchmias. Teiku means that things aren't the way they're supposed to be. Rabbi says the Avaida that a person is supposed to be involved in to take the world from Teiku to Tikkun is a nice nun. That means all you need to do is take it. Take it means Akasha. Take it means I don't know. Take it means I'm stuck at a point in my life where I don't know where to go. Nothing makes sense. I, I can't figure out what the next step is supposed to be. That's take That's where I don't know how to go weiter. It's two dots. I'm stuck. And Tikkun means the world where Eliyahu is there. The world where Eliyahu is Misakin and Metaritz, all the Kushis V'Bais. But in order to go from take to Tikkun, you need an Eisnun. However, Abnachman says there's two types of nuns. There's one nun which is called a nun Kfufa, a regular nun, and then there's a nun Pshuta. Abnachman says, what happens if you take the word Teku? And you put a nun kfufa inside the word teku, you don't get the word tikin, because tikin you can only have with a nun psuta, only with the nun which is at the end of the letter. If it's in the middle of, if it's a regular nun kfufa and you put it inside of teku, what you get, Zakdam Nachman, is the word kinnis. Kinnis, which is the sadness, the brokenness of Chaydish Av, which is everything that's the opposite of, of tikin. Tikin means that everything's the way it's supposed to be. Aliyona, Aliyona, Vikeim, Mashiach, came. everything's back to where it's supposed to be. And the opposite, the, the polar opposite of that is when you have a nun which is a nun kfufa, which that represents the world of kinnis. And Zakdam Nachman, what happens when you have a nun pshuta? And instead of being kinnis, you take the same word kinnis and you switch them around and it becomes the word tikkun. That's tikkun and kinnis. What's the difference between a nun kfufa and a nun pshuta? So if you look at the Gemara, the Gemara even says, nun pshuta means somebody who's bent over. The Gemara is talking about as a maila, somebody who's an anav, but there's a nun kafuf which is not a maila. There's a nun kafuf when a yid's bent over and a yid's broken and a yid doesn't know where to go. And that's the world which is called kinnis. That's the world where a person has a take, or a person has a kasha, a person gets to something that doesn't make sense. You go through Elul and Tishrei, everything's good. A person's on a high, it's in Kippur, you're shuckling lulav, you're dancing with some chastera, and then you come to a rainy day in the middle of Cheshvan, and, and you pass out of a kasha. Maybe not an a, a existential question about do I believe in the Rabbanisham or not, but does the Rabbanisham love me or not? And, and am I able to be able to go on in my life after what I've done? And can I pick myself up after an afila? A person has a kasha, which is a teku. I'm stuck. I don't know where to go. Zaktab Nachman, there's two ways, there's two places you can go. You can either go to that place which is called Nun Kfufa and say, you're right. <laughs> the kasha is such a kasha that it breaks me. Instead of the kasha being something which leads me to, to tikkun, it's a teku, which then instead of putting that Nun Pashad in, I put a Nun Kafaf in. I put a broken, bent over Nun, and instead of being that world which is being fixed, the, the kasha that I have, the, 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 the nefila that I have is so strong that that nefila, instead of picking me up, pushes me down. And it makes me broken, and it takes me from the world of takeaway, of akasha, where things are not so good, and it brings me into total destruction, total atzvahs, where everything's broken. That's the world of kinnis. It brings me to that place called Tishabav, where nothing, where nothing's good. It's bechir shalchinam. It's that world of total atzvahs where everything's broken. It goes from teku to, kin, to, to, to kinnis. But if a person knows how to have the nefila, the person knows that, okay, I had a nefila. I went through something and it's the middle of Cheshvan and it's not Yom Kippur and it's not Ne'ilan, it's not some Chesterah and I'm not sitting inside the, inside the sukkah with all the Ushpizin. Things are not going well now and I have a kash and things are not good, but I know how to have that nun pshuta. I know how to be able to stand up after I go through a nefila. Then instead of being the world of teku, it goes from teku to the world of tikkun.
We know even the Warren Brachas tells us that the Davan Amalek with Ruach HaKadosh didn't put the Ois Nun into Ashrei. Ashrei is every letter from Alf to Tuf except the Ois Nun, because Nun represents the Fila, like Gemara says. Nun represents the Fila. Zak the Gemara, nevertheless, Davan Amalek with Ruach HaKadosh put in the next Pasuk. Soymech Hashem l'chala naiflim. The Russian picks up all the naiflim, which means a Nun by itself at the beginning of the word, that Nun, that's a Nun Kfufa. That's a bent over and Davan Amalek said, we don't, want, we don't want to have Kesher to that. That's the world which takes you from Teku to the world of, of Kinnis. But that you are a naifel, be able to be picked up. Picked up means that the nun is able to be spread out. It's able to be nispashe, where it becomes a nun kafaf into a nun pshuta. That's that we want in that we want in ashray because that's the ultimate to go from that world of nun, which is nun kfufa, to be able to pick ourselves back up to get to the world of tikkun instead of the world of kinnis. We know when it comes to that when it comes to the sukkah, we say this in 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 benching when we bench on sukkah. And the shaila is a very pashta shaila. Why is David Melech's base amikdash called a sukkah? It's a base amikdash. It was the Mishkan maybe as a shaykh is the sukkah because the Mishkan's up and down and it's being picked up and moved around constantly. The base amikdash was kavua. It sat on a place for four hundred years. Why is it called sukkahs David Anafolis? Shtetens from a pashtazach. The difference between a sukkah and a bias is that if you have a house which gets destroyed by a hurricane, totally destroyed, like happened in Florida, now houses get totally destroyed. You don't you don't pick up the house. When you, go to, when you go get the insurance money, you have to rebuild the whole house again. And you have to start from the bottom and start all the way back up from the bottom and pick everything back up. When you have a sukkah which blows down in the wind, and it's happened to me many times in, in Eretz Yisrael and in America, you have a sukkah which blows down, you have a shvacha sukkah, it's not such a strong sukkah, it's not tied down properly. It, if all, you don't have to start all over again. You don't have to call one of the sukkah building teams to tell them, can you come down to my house? And he, all you do is you pick the sukkah back up. Or maybe you have to straighten out a few beams and you put the schach back on and 100% everything's able to go back to where it's supposed to be. There's even a machlekes in the Gemara and Sukkah where the person's allowed to build a Sukkah on Yontif, not allowed to build a Sukkah on, even the man the Amr holds you, not allowed to build a Sukkah on Yontif, holds you, allowed to pick a Sukkah that fell back up on Yontif. And even halachically, a Sukkah is called the Oyal Arai, which means that halachically, if your Sukkah falls in Yontif, you're allowed to ask a guy on Yontif because it's only a Oyal Arai, which is only Durabonan, Shwus to Shwus, Makamitsi, you're allowed to ask a guy to put the schach and to pick the Sukkah back up. Because it's Arai, the whole Indian of a Sukkah is that it falls. But a sukkah knows how to get back up. It's not a bias. We don't lose that base of mikdash. not just the physical space called the base of mikdash. That world of Yom Kippur and sukkahs, when a person goes into Cheshvan, you don't lose everything. It's not a bias. You don't have to rebuild again from scratch. You don't have to start excavating ground and going down and making foundations. We have the foundations. Everything's there. All, all the bricks, everything's there. All you have to do is just pick it back up. It's a nun kafuf, and then just make it into a nun pashat. Go from the world of teku, Back to that world of Tikkun. To be able to pick it back up. We know that people call Cheshvan. It's called already in Tzvarim. Mar Cheshvan. But Mar also is the same ISIS as the word Ram. Ram HaKolgayim Hashem. You can either be involved in that world which is Mar, which is bitter, which is down. But you can also be Ram. You can also pick yourself back up. And, and a person, the whole avoid of, of Cheshvan is that there's going to be Mar. We don't ignore the name Mar Cheshvan. You write a Ksuba. Right? There's two Chassanim that were here today. You write a Ksuba. The Ksuba and says Mar Cheshvan. You don't write Cheshvan. You write Mar Cheshvan. Because that's the secret of Cheshvan. The secret of Cheshvan is going to be Mar, it's going to be Rum. And you have to know how to be able to get from Mar to Rum. How to be able to turn the words around from being Mar to Rum. How to turn it around from being Kinnis into Tikkun. How to make it from being a Nun Kafif into Nun Pach. It's going to have a Nun. David Melch didn't ignore the Nun. He didn't say there's no Nephilus in the world, everything's perfect. No, there is a Nun. There is a Nun Kafif. Things are going to break down. Things are not going to be the way you want them to be, and the way you expected them to be when you're standing by Neila. Yeah, it's going to be, it's going to be Mar. But know how to get from Mar back into the world of Ram. Know how to be able to pick up the Sukkah and be able to make it back into the ultimate place. I just want to read a drop of Rabnachman, Rabnachman's 13th story. Rabnachman has 13 stories to Purim Isis, which you can spend your whole life learning the story specifically. The 13th story from the seven beggars is, is the deepest, deepest story, I think, of all of them. It contains within it the secret to Mashiach. 
it's a story which doesn't have an end. It's a very, very, very deep story. Each one of the seven beggars is a whole story in its own. And, but this is the way the story begins. I'm just going to read the first two paragraphs of the story. And the story is a long story and a lot of arichas in terms of what, what it contains. But this is the way the story begins. Asapar lechem eich hayu semechem. I'll teach you how to really be happy. I'm going to teach you how to really be happy. This is where Nachman started the story. This is the secret how to really be happy. was a king. ben yachid. Like every good king, he only has one child, a ben yachid. The king wants to give over the melucha to his child while he's still alive. He made a huge ball, a huge party, massive party. Every time the melech made a party, obviously it was a simcha, but frat ata. But now is, now is the coronation of the new king. Now he's handing over the, the malchus. Front. The king's still alive. He didn't die. There's no sadness, no levaya. There's no queen's funeral. They're passing it over while, while the king's still alive. Passing it over to the new king. Tremendous, tremendous simcha. And he says there were people dancing there. And he goes on to describe the beauty and the, and the joy that was taking place by this party where the new king, the ben yachid, is becoming the new is becoming the king. The Melech gets up, and this is what he tells to his child. He says, I'm a stargazer. I looked in the Kachav and I was able to see what the future is going to be. Tells the king. They're in the middle of this massive party, massive simcha. The king gets up and gives a clap on the bima, and he tells the son, who's becoming the new king, I saw in the Kachav, I saw in the stars that you're going to be Yared Menam Lucha. So the reality is you're, going to, you're not going to remain the king for a long time. Make sure that you're not depressed. Only be happy. When you're B'Simcha, even though you're not the Melech, I'll also be B'Simcha. And when you're B'Atzvos, I'm going to be B'Simcha. Why? I'm going to be happy that you're not the Melech. Why? Because if you're B'Atzvos when you're not sitting on the throne, that means you're not right for the Melech. Zuck the king to his child. If you want to know what the secret is to be a king, you want to know what the secret is to be a king, it's knowing how to be a king even when you're not the king. It's knowing how to be B'Simcha even when you're not on the Kisei. And if you can't do that, tells the king to his child, so you're not right for Malchus. If you don't know how when you kicked off the throne to still be B'Simcha, tells the king to his son, you're not right for Malchus Pachlal because you don't know the secret of what it really means to be a Melech. This is the secret of Chedesh Cheshman. We go through Rosh Hashanah, which is being Mamlech the Rabban Islam. We go through Sukkot, Rabban Islam is Mamlech every Yid. Every Yid sits with Ushpiz and every Yid shakas the Lulav and Esrik, Shaitan Swarm. I think the Rebbe Pinchas brings, the Rebbe Pinchas Karitzer brings down that on, on Shemina Atzeris, you put down the Lulav and Esrik because you become the Shem Avai yourself. You, you reach the ultimate heights. And then the king says, the Rabbanishim gives a clap right before Chaydesh Cheshvan and says, I'm letting you know that you're going to be Tered Min Amalucha. You're not going to remain in Chaydesh Tishri your whole life. You're not going to remain in Yom Kippur and Sikkis your whole life. You're going to be Tered. But, make sure that you're not Atzvah when you're Tered Min Amalucha. Because if you are, that means you were never really a Melech in the first place. State about Shleim HaMelech. That Shleim HaMelech was a Melech in the whole world. Not just in this world, in Al-Yayinim and Tachtoyinim. State in the Gemara, eventually Shleim HaMelech was only Melech on this world. And then he was only Melech on Eretz Yisrael. Then he was only Melech on Yerushalayim. And eventually Shleim HaMelech was only Melech on his Makal. He was only Melech on his own stick, which means he had nothing. But he was Melech on his Makal. <laughs> he was Melech on his Makal, he wasn't Melech anymore. Shleim HaMelech is a real Melech. Shleim HaMelech says I could be Melech in the whole world. Okay, if I can be a melech in Yerushalayim, good. Melech just in my palace, good. If I can only be, me- if I can only be a melech on my makal, on my stick, fine, but I'm still a melech. I'm Shleim HaMelech. I walk around saying I'm Shleim HaMelech. I never stop being a melech. That's the secret of Shleim HaMelech. He knows how to be a melech when he's melech over the whole world and when he's melech just over his makal. Shait and Svarim, I think the Slanavah Svarim bring down that the word makal is Rashi Tevis Ma'olam Kivinu Lach. 
Shlomo Melech knows. I'm holding on to my makal. I have nothing. I have nothing left. Nobody, 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 nobody thinks I'm important. I don't have royal clothing. I don't have royal servants. I have nothing. I don't have a palace. I don't have a bed to sleep in. I have a makal. Shlomo Melech says I'm a melech. That's the secret of Chaydesh Cheshvan. Cheshvan even has an ois nun pshuta in it. That's how it ends. It ends with a nun pshuta. Because the secret of Chaydesh Cheshvan is to move from a nun kfufa to nun pasha. To move from mar to ram. To move from that world which is broken to be able to pick ourselves back on. Hashem should help us. We should be zeicha. To be able to go like the Gemara says. The Gemara says it already in Shabbos. If a person's nun kafuf, you can get to nun pasha. You just have to know how to make that transition between the two worlds. That world of Arachman, Yakim Lan, Sukkah, Zdavar, Hanefalas. To that world which goes not from not from Teku to Kinnis, but from Teku to Tikin.